This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Speak Legal, conversations with Community Law Otago, made with the support of Law Faculty, University of Otago. Yes, our first session of Speak Legal for 2023 with our good friends from Community Law Otago, where we take an opportunity to look at matters of New Zealand law that affect our daily lives, pick up some good tips in plain language. Uh, joining us on the line now for the first session, Annabelle Alou. Annabelle is a legal education officer with Community Law Otago. Uh, kia ora, good to have you with us, Annabelle. Good to be here. I guess this time of the year, you're just starting to assemble your team, right? Um, people getting back into town, getting into their studies, and uh, you've got to coordinate this, uh, the efforts of the volunteers who step up to help out the community through the course of the year. Yes, so everyone's coming back to Dunedin for uni, and we've selected a few members to help um, with our education at Community Law this year, so it's looking like it's going to be a really good year. Well, we look forward to, to talking to that team as we go through Speak Legal here on a Thursday morning on ORFM. We're going to start, though, with a session that you're going to take us through, and this is around digital harm and online safety. There are some clues in the title, but perhaps we better dig into it a little bit more. Um, how would you define harmful digital communication? Um. Well, first of all, it's important to be aware that you are protected from online harassment under the law, cyberbullying or, or revenge pornography under the Harmful Digi- Digital Communications Act 2015. So this act defines digi- digital communication broadly as any means of electronic communication, including text message, writing, photographs, picture recording or all or any other matter communicated electronically. Harm is defined as serious emotional distress. Some examples of harmful digital communication include sending or publishing threatening or offensive materials, spreading damaging rumours, sending or publishing sensitive personal information, such as embarrassing photos and videos. All right, let's dig in a little bit more about um, communication and how that is defined by the law. Uh, so the law sets out 10 communication principles that are approved that the approved agency and district courts must take into account when determining if the act has been breached. So these communication principles hold that a digital communication should not disclose personal facts about an individual, be threatening, be grossly offensive, be indecent or obscene, be used to harass an individual, make a false allegation, contain a method that is published in breach of confidence, cause or encourage anyone to send a message to an individual for the purpose of causing harm to an individual, cause or encourage a person to commit suicide, degrade an individual by reason of their race, race ethnicity, national origin, gender, sexual orientation or disability. Now, Annabelle, we've seen, haven't we, over recent years, the escalation and concern around exactly all the things that you're talking about, particularly among young people. And I suppose what our listeners will be interested in knowing is, you know, what are the remedies available to us? So there are a number of remedies available. NetSafe is the first. So if you receive a digital communication that breaks any of these principles, you can complain to NetSafe. Uh, they receive and assess complaints about harm caused to individual by, individuals by digital, digital communication. 
They will then investigate these complaints and use advice, mediation or negotiation to resolve these complaints. Or the district court can also handle complaints. You are able to apply to the district court for an order only after NetSafe has first received a complaint about the communication. The court can make an order to take down the material that the defendant sees from the conduct, a correlation be published, a correction be published, an apology be published, the affected person must be given a right of reply, that the defendant not encourage any other person to engage in similar communications towards the affected person. The district court can also refer the matter back to the approved agency. All right, so NetSafe is the first place to go, and it's an excellent website. There's lots of great resources up there, and I do encourage anyone to take a look at NetSafe, whether you're facing an issue uh, of concern at the moment or not, just being forearmed with some great um, supporting information and processes. Um, they're all there for you on NetSafe, so do look at it. Um, so let's look a little bit further, Annabelle, at, at um the district court and the kind of offences that can arise here? So non-compliance with an order by the district court is a criminal offence and breaching an order means a person is liable to a conviction of up to six months or a fine up to $5,000. The police may also prosecute if the digital digital communication is harmful harassing or encourages suicide. A person may commit offence if they intend to cause harm to the victim when posting the digital communication. It will be considered to cause harm to a reasonable person in the position of the victim and posting the communication causes harm to the victim. The court will take into into account factors such as the language used, the ageing characteristics of the victim, whether the communication was repeated, anonymous, or true or false, the extent of circulation of the digital communication, and the context in which the digital communication appears. A person who is found guilty of this offence is liable on conviction to a term of imprisonment of up to two years or a fine of up to $50,000. All right, so um, the penalties are you know, potentially quite significant. So looking just in, in general here, um, Annabelle, what uh, would you say are some general good things to bear in mind when dealing with abuse online? So a few tips for dealing with abuse online. First, you could contact the service provider through the person who, through which the person is contacting you. For example, if someone is sending you abusive messages over Facebook or posting photos of you on Instagram, then contact Facebook or Instagram to report the problem. Social media providers usually have a report or safety link for you to follow. You could talk to someone, see counsel from someone and talk about what is happening. You could come to us at Community Law and we can let you know your legal rights and avenues for free and take a screenshot of the posts and messages to ensure these are not lost or deleted. These can be used as proof against the abuser. Yeah, that's something that comes up often in our discussions on, on Speak Legal, is keeping a record of communications about any issue, really, because um, often if it's a he-said-she-said said situation, um, you know, you're not in a good position to, to be able to back up um, your, your claims. But you can keep records quite easily now um, by taking screenshots, as Annabelle has suggested, and, uh, and you can 
make sure that you store them somewhere so you have uh, proof if you need to take the matter further. Any further general tips about online safety? Uh, just a few points. So sadly there are online predators and stalkers out there and as we are moving to a more online and social media driven world, it's really important we are all careful as users to protect ourselves and those we love. So some tips to be safer online. Only know, allow people you know well to be friends and followers online. To maximise the security options on Facebook and other social media accounts, these can be changed in your settings section on these websites. And Facebook even has a handy feature called View As, where you can see what people who aren't your friends see. And turn off your location services. For example, Instagram, Facebook and Snapchat. Many of these apps can pinpoint you to an exact location, which can increase risk in some situations. All right, some good things to bear in mind there around online safety and digital harm. So a couple of key messages there. Check out netsafe.org.nz, which summarises really well uh, the things that Annabelle's been talking about this morning. And, of course, Community Law Otago there to give you a hand if you need some advice on what your legal rights and avenues for, for remedy are. And that advice, of course, able to be provided free of charge thanks to Community Law. Otago. Annabelle, thanks so much for taking some time to join us here for our first session of Speak Legal for 2023. We look forward to catching up with you and the rest of the team through the rest of the year. Yes, thank you for having me. Kia ora. Community Law Otago. Free legal advice and support for the people of Otago. Visit our weekday advice clinics at 169 Princess Street, Dunedin. Clinic session times are available from the website communitylawotago.com. Ring 474-1922 or 0800-169-333 if calling from outside Dunedin. Speak Legal is made with support from the Law Faculty, University of Otago, Training for Life. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.